when you have lots of kids you live like a dog and die like a king when you have no kids you live like a, a king, king and, and die, die like a dog, dog. Welcome to the Father and Son podcast where my father and I discuss anything that's been on our minds lately. In this week's episode, we discuss Elon Musk and what it takes to become like him. If you enjoy, please don't forget to subscribe so you can be notified when we release our next episode. Hey, Baba. Hey, Yusuf. How are you? I'm great. So I just finished reading Elon Musk's biography. And I thought in this week's episode, we would go over Elon Musk because he is a very fascinating person. So so let's start with your thoughts. What do you know about Elon Musk? I'm, I'm now some, something of an expert as I read <laughs> one book. I know a lot about him and I've been following him for a long time. And He's an example I use in my work a lot. I know that there are a lot of people who love him. How, how do you use him in your work? Would you use him as a good example, a bad example? What kind of an example do you use him as? Well, a lot of my work involves change and working with companies to change. And in terms of a change agent or someone who's actually creating change, you can't find more or, or a better example than, than Elon Musk today. People compare him to Steve Jobs, for example. But I feel that even... I feel the impact Elon Musk is having is far greater, in my opinion, than, than just a phone. The, even though that changed the course of phones forever, but... Yes. And so, and, and so that and a lot of his ideas, a lot of how he spends his time, I end up using... Even today, believe it or not, I used one of his... Uh, his uh, recent things that he said in a newsletter that I'm writing, where he said that uh, he thinks one of the biggest problems today in companies are there are too many MBAs. But uh, it's almost like a must-have if you are going to lead a company. And it can restrict people? Well, he, he, in his, what he was saying was that if you, a, a company ultimately is meant to s sell a product or a service. That's how a company makes money. Mm -hmm. That's it. Just comes down to that. A company sells something to somebody who's buying it, and it creates values for the value for that person. And so that the leader of an organization, if they're going to spend their time, in your opinion, what should that leader be doing? If it, if a leader, or, or how should they be spending the majority of their time? They should be learning. They should be constantly evolving. Because if they want, in reality, the company is a reflection of them. Because they but are. But even though, before you go that down that path, if a company is, a company exists to ultimately make money. Yeah. That's why companies exist. They exist to make money. It's not to give back to society or any altruistic reason. A company exists to make money. To be profitable. To be profitable for its shareholders. Mm-hmm. And how does it make profit? It sells a product for more than what it paid for. What yeah. it paid to make it. Exactly. It has a series of inputs and then it sells the outputs for more than the inputs and it makes profit. And so what Elon Musk was saying in, in this clip was the leadership of an organization should be spending the majority of their time improving the products and services of the company. And you improve the product and the service by spending 
a lot of time with the people developing the product and the service. So the engineers, the, the software engineers, the software engineers, the manuf- where it gets manufactured, etc. It's how Ford spent the majority of his time when he built Ford. It's how Steve Jobs spent a lot of his time, and it's how Elon Musk spends eighty percent of his time. Whereas most leaders of an organization don't spend their time, almost any of their time, with the product engineers or the people building the product and the service. Instead, they're build they spend it. Think worrying about things like finance and running the company and HR policies and yeah, it covered that a lot in the book. It said that Elon Musk has spent so much time with his engineers, the people who are the brains behind. Because in reality, these engineers are the they're the basic brains behind all this. They're the ones who are making the rockets blast off into space. They're the ones making sure that Tesla's the wheels turn. He spends so much time with them that now he's just this huge source of information. And he he can do problems that most of them can't. He, yeah. he has that mindset after that being in that environment for so long. So I think that's one of the good things about him because he's been, he's not only is he a businessman, he's a great businessman as well as now a great engineer. Well, he's actually not a great businessman. What do you mean? Although he was one of the richest people in the world, he's not actually great at running businesses. What he's great at is products. And his theory, his idea, is that if you build great products or solve big problems, the money will f- come, will follow. Mm-hmm. So most CEOs, most CEOs are obsessed with the quarterly results, making money in the short term. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure he doesn't care about that at all. Not at all, it seems a lot of his decisions will sacrifice the short term for the long term whereas most CEOs sacrifice the long term for the short term because the stock price is all that matters and the market will punish a CEO if the stock price stock price starts dipping so they do a lot of short term decision making to keep the stock price going up and up and up Elon Musk does the opposite he tweets random things that cause his stocks to tank and yeah, or he smoked weed on Joe Rogan's Joe podcast, podcast etc. And they lost, I don't know how many percentage points of the, the stock. So he doesn't really focus on that. He focuses on the long term. He So he's does what many publicly traded companies can't do, which is take 10-year bets, 10-year visions. His original Tesla vision statement which he delivered on, was a 10-year vision statement. And so as somebody who works in the field of change and helping companies change, he's a good example. He's not perfect, and there is a, a, a little bit too much hero worship of him, but in many ways, he is a trailblazer. Literally a trailblazer, uh, not just in business practices, but in what he's doing. Mm-hmm. He's sending people to Mars. He's That's yeah. He he sent he wants to send people to Mars and an- another thing that I find really interesting is his take on first principles thinking. That fascinates me, or his take on local optimization. What's first principles thinking? So, when you are dealing with a problem, mm-hmm. and he's always dealing with a problem. He will break down the problem to its first principles or him and his team will break down the problem to his first principles and from there 
figure out what the solution is. So he's able to think of solutions that are out of the imagination of normal people because of how he uh, approaches reasoning and thinking and problem solving. And if you think some of his problems are really almost unsolvable, like the uh, the reusable rocket. Mm-hmm. And if you look at how, and I believe you read about this in his book, yeah, or the, the problem of batteries. So if you look at the bottleneck in Tesla, it's the creation, the, the batteries. And so, in, instead of just relying on the bottleneck, he basically broke it and created his gigafactories, largest factories in the world. Yeah, he, he, and that's a good example of first principles thinking. Most companies would say, okay, where can we source the batteries from? And that's their first principle. Where can we source the cheapest batteries? China, for example. He doesn't think of like that. He'll say, okay, so what is in a battery? That's first principles thinking. Like, what's the wh- what's the beginning point of the conversation? What's in a battery? Mm-hmm. Not where can I buy a battery? What's in a battery? Which resulted in him. I mean, why can't I make this myself? Why do I have to go to around all these people? Exactly. A battery is nickel plus whatever plus whatever. And in doing so, he not only starts building the Gigafactory, which removes and eliminates a huge bottleneck, he starts revolutionizing battery technology. And so his approach to thinking and the place at which he starts is much lower on the level of abstraction than most other people. And so... That's another example of where his thinking inspires me or how he thinks inspires me. Another area is this idea of local optimization. Which is creating everything in-house? No, a local optimization is, is a thinking fallacy. It's a, so think, think of it this way. If a, you're building a rocket, uh-huh. how many people do you think is, are building one of his rockets or... Or involved in one of the the rockets? Hundreds, if not thousands. Thousands. Thousands of people. And everyone is focused on a part of the rocket. So you have the propulsion folks. You have the people building the software. The, the people, fuselage. The There's fuselage. A bunch of different moving parts. A bunch of different moving parts. And so what happens is people are locally focused on their particular component everybody's in their small little bubble everyone's in their small little bubble focusing on their bubble and then all of the different lego pieces are meant to come together but if you're just focused on your lego piece it won't be able to connect with all the lego pieces let's just say even say it's the interfaces are done in such a way that it does connect but the sum of the parts there can be a lot of danger introduced because the software person is not thinking about the the propulsion systems and not thinking about this. And he puts processes in place that makes everyone constantly think about all of the ship. Even though your work, your day job is the propulsion systems or your day job is the exoskeleton or your day job is building the software, he's constantly reminding and putting processes in place that reminds everyone that you're building the starship. You're not just building software. You're just you're, not building you're, software. You're creating a rocket for and this is that's the reason you're doing this, not to make your software look good. Uh, exactly, and not locally optimizing because there's a there's a principle in systems thinking, which is a a field of study that studies systems or inter things that interconnect to serve a purpose. Like your body is a human is a system, mm-hmm. 
And if you optimize one part of your system, you will suboptimize the whole. That's the one of the problems with modern medicine. If you just focus on one part of your body, one the rest organ. of it will de deteriorate. Yes, and you always need to look at the entire system or take the entire system into account. And so he's, again, very good at that. And I, I don't know how he's good and forward-thinking at so many different things. I believe it's a combination of his intellectual curiosity and his willingness to surround himself by some of the best minds he can get. I think I have a... I think also I have an answer. So in the book, it covers his his family and how sometimes how, how important his family was. But at the same time, it also made sure to show you that in the long run, Elon Musk's biggest goal in life is to make sure these projects he's running are successful. It's not, it doesn't seem to be raising his family. I'm sure it's a big priority, I'm sure, but his biggest goal is making sure his projects end up, his dreams end up becoming realities, getting people to Mars, making sure that humanity is spread across, spread across the solar system so that you can, we can't all die out, making sure we don't destroy this world by using electric vehicles, things like that. And his willingness to put aside others in to so he can if he can get his goals is probably one of the best parts about him because he is fine with being a jerk. And one of the biggest problems with him that a lot of people say is that he's a jerk. He doesn't care about the person. He cares about what the person brings to the table. And once that person brings that to the table, okay, he doesn't need them anymore. He does exactly what's needed to make sure that his projects stay alive and stay going straight. They're the most important things to him, not people, the project. And that is seen as his biggest flaw. That's why a lot of people think he's a jerk. I'll give you an example. In the book, it covers how for like eight or nine years, he had this one woman as his assistant. She did everything for him. She scheduled meetings, made sure nobody bothered him. And then one day she took two weeks off for some reason. For some reason I, I forgot what it was. And when she came back, he he had been doing her he hadn't replaced her for, for the temporary person he had been doing the job for two weeks he'd been scheduling his own meetings making sure he wasn't being bothered and then he was like i don't need you anymore like i i can do this myself so he just let her go like he gave her i think it was a year's salary of severance pay and allegedly he also gave her another position inside the company but she didn't want it like she was like too heartbroken so that's a, like that's apparently one of his biggest um I wouldn't say it was it's a flaw. I'd say it's one of his biggest attributes, one of the biggest things that have helped him become what he is today and help have helped him create this empire of his. I think it's definitely his ability to not care about other people's feelings and just about what they bring to the table. And do you think that's... Well, you said you don't think it's neither a bad thing or a good thing. Um, for for what he's doing, I don't think it's that much of a bad thing because I think his goal is bigger than himself. I don't think he's doing this for him. I think he's doing this for humanity. I, that, at least that's what he seems to be telling us, and that's what makes sense. I don't know if that's true. Maybe he's actually just doing this for himself. Who knows? But if somebody's just doing this for themselves and didn't care about other people and just wanted to make themselves better, then I don't think that's a good thing at all. That's just selfishness. But for what he's doing, he's doing it for what he thinks is the greater good. 
then I can see how that can benefit, how, how that has benefits. So you mentioned his family. Yeah. In the book, how did it paint him as a father or a family man? So in the book, it doesn't talk about it. They've talked, they cover his kids, but not that much because his kids were young back then because it was written in 2015. It covers his, his wives, his marriages. And it starts with his first wife, who I think he was with her, with her the longest. And at the, after they divorced, he, like she said in like in the interview for the book that he loves them, but he's not very expressive of that. He just takes that for granted. So what ha- ends up happening is over time, it just gets, it, you just feel like you're alone. And he's also very opinionated about everything. He doesn't like to concede opinions. So how the book painted him is that the way he's with his company is also the same with his family life, in his family life. So I'll, maybe that's just Elon Musk as a person. So l- let me ask you, if you could be the richest man in the world, and people in Istanbul are recording podcasts about you. But the cost is family. You have family, but you're not really able to be present because you're... You can't record podcasts with your son. Or... Yeah, you can't record a podcast with your son because you're so busy trying to colonize the ocean. You know, you're trying to build Atlantis. And that's a crazy undertaking you know you're trying to build atlantis with your electric submarine company and you're a mogul and you're being hero worshipped without just saying like think about the answer but the cost of that is your family your family your relationships because you're trying to colonize the sea because you believe humanity is on the precipice of having to either live in the sea or drown or hope that Elon Musk gets you to gets us to Mars which you think is ridiculous and so like, it's much more efficient to live on the bottom of the sea and in doing that you're creating products that make you fabulously wealthy and wherever you go and w- when you tweet you have a single dumb picture will get 300,000 likes. Mm-hmm. Would you trade that? Would you trade having a great family life for that? It depends. Am I, Think about it. Am I a millionaire in this wealthy no, family No, you're life? not a millionaire. You're a billionaire. No, in the family. I'm saying... No, if in I, the family life, you're just a normal... You're, an, you're a normal... White collar guy. You're, yeah, you're just a normal... You're rich enough to order sushi once a week without worrying about it so as i said i don't think this question is as as is as black and white i don't think there is you're either i think there's too many variables so if i'm creating if i'm doing this whole thing for the bottom of the the bottom of the ocean if i'm doing it to save humanity because we're about to be engulfed by the sea then of course you can love your family but right now the family's not the most important thing because if you're trying to save humanity your family is going to have to take a take a knee because there's bigger things. But if you're just trying to make a car company so you can be as rich as possible and you don't care what happens, then no, I don't think I'd want to be there. Cause I, I think in the end, after, after all the music is faded, after, after you've gotten old and retired, you'll still have your family, but will you actually?
You, I remember you once told me I must have been like seven or eight. We were in we we're in Morocco, and I told <laughs> my brothers were being super annoying, and they were crying. They had been crying the whole flight, and I told you that I don't want to have any kids because it'd be so annoying, and I'd rather just live on my own. And you said, I think this is what you said. You said that you can either live a king as a single. No, no, it's it's my father's quote. He said that when you have lots of kids, you live like a dog and die like a king. When you have no kids, you live like a, a king, king and, and die like, like a dog. dog. So I think that after all the music is faded and you're, you're now just this billionaire who's 70 or 80 and you have your you have your grandchildren, your children have kids, but are they really close to you? Because as you've created this conglomerate, you created this empire of cars, you've left a void for your kids as a father figure. So you're saying that if you separate him as a billionaire and him as somebody who's trying to make us a multi-planetary species because that's that's the fate of humanity how he saves helps to save humanity you wouldn't sacrifice family for the first but you would f- sacrifice for the second you you would sacrifice family not for the billions but for solving exactly, a big problem yeah because what he's doing is solving a big problem but if you're just doing it to get rich then that's different well i think he believes that you need to be a billionaire to do to do what yeah just to accomplish these goals like you jeff bezos is stepping down from amazon so that he can focus on his bigger projects like blue origin Mm -hmm. so interesting so you you would like you said have the family take a knee if if you're solving what you think is a very very important problem yeah but not not to build a global empire and i think that's i think you can see that every in everyday life in history and in the present times the pre- the president of the united states doesn't matter who he is when in those four to eight years that he's the president he's serving the country his job is to make sure everybody's comfortable and the country is in crisis in times like that yes the family has to take a knee right like they're important yes but next to the things he's dealing with in the long run in the long in the grand scheme of things what he's dealing with right now is more important and their job is to be supportive okay fair enough um one of the other things that people are always amazed by is what he does at the same time so he has tesla Mm -hmm. spacex yeah boring company the boring company He's making solar... Yeah, solar city. Uh, solar city. The, um, Neuralink. He's trying to connect you directly to a computer. Each of those companies would take a normal person, their full-time job. Yeah. Right? The closest thing we have to something like that is Jack Dorsey, who is the CEO of Twitter and the CEO of the Cash App. So two apps, basically. This... this, this Elon is trying to go to Mars. He's going on the ground. He's going into your brain. He's going to your brain. Going to your garage. He's going to your garage. He's going to your house. He's on your house. He's everywhere. And I heard that his current secretary, I don't know her name, but she's apparently very famous in in Silicon Valley. She schedules his time in five-minute chunks. So it's not like you can have a half an hour, an hour meeting with him. You have five minutes. You have five minutes or, or multiples of five minutes. And so 
I'm I'm amazed by how much he accomplishes. Let put the family aside for a second. Um, I'm just amazed by how much he's accomplished and how much he gets done in a day. How do you read that? Feel about that? Process that? I mean, you can't you can't hate on that. It's it's an amazing work work ethic. He's he's doing all these and he's doing it efficiently. He's managed to fine tune things so that it's not. It's not cluttered. It's not unnecessary. Everything is exactly is given exactly the amount of time it should have, so that he can fully understand what he needs to understand, get out of it what he needs to get out of it, and then move on. Because he has the ability to make decisions very quickly. He has a weird way of spending money and managing things that only he really understands. So I think the way he has set his life up, the way he's managing his life, is optimized to him. And I don't think people can really judge that because that's what's working for him so it might want to work for other people might not work for me and you but for him that's what works so i assume he does not binge watch netflix anything i don't think he binge watches anything because there's no time yeah probably yeah and we are now in a culture of consumption but not consumption so much more of things as much as watching things right disney plus netflix youtube all that stuff where do you think you fall in in the spectrum and and what what's different between you and him i am not near him on the spectrum that's for sure he is very much i am not i'm i'm he's on one side i'm definitely on the other side because of your personalities or because because of what no not because of personality i don't think personality has much to do with with this i think he's just he's a ceo of five companies and i'm a student so i don't think i i don't think i can really compare myself to him right now but if knowing what you know about him if he was 17 what do you think he'd be doing programming video games i know he was doing at 17 so what was he doing at 17 at 17 he was programming video games he was trying to get out of south africa i think at 17 he went to canada and he started working in canada and trying to get to america he was very much a believer in the american dream he went to Canada in attempts to attempt, attempting to get. To, he went to Canada attempting to get to America. So, so he is not the same as you. He, he has some sort of drive to. He has some drive. And does it say where this drive came from? He wanted to get away from apartheid South Africa. I don't know if that's so much of a. Uh, I don't know if that was just a get out of jail free card of way to like say that's why he wanted to leave, but. He he wanted to go to America. See, they're originally from America. He wanted to go to America, and he wanted to get in get into Silicon Valley. That that those were the two reasons, the book said. And doesn't explain where that, where that drive came from. I'm not sure if it did. I can't say if it did or didn't. I'm just fascinated by people like that, whether it's you know Bill Gates programming at such a young age and feeling this drive. Is it because their parents? did something instilled something in them is it because of something that happened in south africa but i'm just i just feel like we're surrounded by people just coasting through life consuming information going from a to b going yeah going from a b uh, happy or unhappy with just just whatever they're just they're just going through the motions and then you have some people who are just insatiable in their drive like him and I'm just wondering, as a parent, 
A, is that a good thing to want for your children to have that kind of drive to change the world? Or is it just parents or is it the, or is the kid born like that? I don't know. So that's, I mean, it, I think we'd have to study his parents, Mark Zuckerberg's parents, Jack Dorsey's parents, Bill Gates' parents, try, to try and figure out, is there a pattern between them? Is, is it the parent or is it the child? Is the child just born with an innate gift or does the parent instill something? Because on paper, they're all very different. Yeah. Mark Zuckerberg wasn't wealthy. Bill Gates, I think Bill Gates, Bill Gates was wealthy. Bill Gates was wealthy. Warren Buffett's Warren Buffett wasn't wealthy at all. Um, Elon Musk was wealthy. They're all they're from a very wide spectrum of people. They're all the only common characteristic between them is that they're white. That's the only that's the that's the only common thing. But everything else is different. They're different personalities. They're different backgrounds. They grew up in different areas, mm. different religions. So it's hard to pinpoint what created these men. So when you read about Elon or, or one of these people, or I know you've read Warren Buffett's uh, biography as well, do you finish and you say, I'm a loser, I need to do X? Or do you finish and say, wow, that's an entertaining story? The latter. I say, wow, that's an entertaining story. And so you don't feel any need or in yourself, and this is not a leading question, even though it sounds like one, to start a company or to research battery technology? I don't think reading the books gives me any specific goal. Like, I'm going to, you know what, I'm going to be better at him in, in batteries. I think one thing that it will, what it does, that it does give me, actually, I think I'm reading these books because I already feel like I can be like these men and I want to and I want to learn from them. So I'm reading I read Warren Buffett's book, I read Elon Musk's book. I don't think I go into it thinking, oh, well, I'm just going to read it. I think I go into it thinking maybe I am like that. I don't I don't think I am. That was just when I bought Elon Musk's book, it was a mixture of am I buying this? Uh, it was a mixture of buying this for pleasure as well as buying it to see if I'm any, if I was anything like that, like if I have, there's anything common, in com- I have anything in common with him, which I don't. We're very different. He was, he he had a very very rough childhood. I didn't. The way the book made it sound like he had a, he had, a, he didn't have a great childhood. He was bullied constantly. His father was very abusive. He, his father, he wouldn't even talk about him in the book. He just said, "My father's messed up. I don't know how you guys messed up as my father got." So. I was just trying, I guess I was trying to see if there's anything in common between him and I. So you said that you, you think you're kind of like them. Yeah. In what way? In, I want to achieve what they did. I want to be, I want to be able to create some sort of business. We talked about in another episode, I don't want to have a normal job. And none of these men have had normal jobs. They went to Harvard and they've dropped out and created these businesses at, in their teens. I feel like I could do that. I feel like I I think I don't have ideas yet. I don't know if I have a, the skill set yet, but I feel like I could do what they've done. I what think, about your personality makes you think you can build a great company? Because when I have, 
I'm I'm not great at coming up with my with my own goals with my own ideas but when I when I do have those ideas I honestly I, I'm very good at going through with them a lot of the time especially if I'm very interested in them so well, I want to be like these men they're very interested in what they do Elon Musk is interested in everything he's doing so is so are the rest of them and I think that if I had an idea like they had I would be able to go through so with it. So what's an example in your life where you felt like you had an idea and you executed or went through with it? Um, one example would be Educated Chocolate from the first edition, not the second edition. In in London, I felt like that had a lot of potential, but I was, I was also 10, so I'm not sure what how much I felt. But I felt that it had a lot of potential and it could have been great. The only bottleneck was one we moved and two my mother was the only was the was the was the whole factory. So I think that I have had ideas and especially now if I had an idea like that, I think I'd be much better at executing much to create my own I'd be able to do more cuz right now I'm a little bit more independent than I was at 10 years old. So I can do things that I couldn't do before. So you fashion yourself a Elon Musk or Captain? No, no, no. Or, or what? I want to be. I, you, I don't. Th- I don't be. think. I'm not. I'm not. I don't have the arrogance to think that I'm like them. I want to be like them. But you feel as you're reading these books that you have. The, you have the X factor. Whatever the X factor is. Yeah, I think I have the. I. I think we all have the potential. I just want to actually do it. Okay, so you have the potential or the X factor and. You may not have a the same shared experiences with them, but you feel that you have the personality to actually build and execute. Yeah. And it really does come down to execution. It actually doesn't. Ideas are not that interesting. Yeah, you it know, comes actually. Most all, of Elon Musk's ideas weren't actually his. Tesla, yeah. he didn't come up with Tesla. Exactly. He didn't come up with SpaceX. He didn't come up with Zip to Go, which was his first company that made him wealthy. He didn't come up with PayPal. PayPal. Yeah. He, he it's all about execution. Them. It's and that's the hard part. The hard part is not the idea. I'm actually, I'm always coming up with great ideas. The hard part is actually making those ideas into reality, yeah, which he's actually, very good at. I'm not. I'm not even one person that just has ideas. I actually execute on the ideas, but I'm not a great executor. I, the ideas, ideas don't succeed flow, or yeah. scale or etc. So my question for you is, it's not like you're incredibly busy right now. And like you said, you have independence and you have uh, some, what you think is execution. Why, what's stopping you from doing something now? I don't know. Maybe it's the lack of Tesla-like ideas, which I don't know if that's that's true. Um, maybe it's a lack of drive. I'm I'm really not sure. I feel that if I just completely leave you alone, you just function. You just go to the gym and play video games and read and make fried chicken sandwiches. Yeah, I could see I could see that happening, yeah. And so again, I don't know if, I don't want to say that those four things are necessarily bad. But, but they're not very Elon Musk-like qualities. No. At your age, you're saying he was programming computer games and trying to find a way to the promised land through Canada. Yeah. 
That might be a slight character flaw. No, I'm not saying that either. I'm not saying there's a no, character. No, but if fl- I want to be like Elon Musk or any of the other people, then yes, I do. That is a character w- flaw. What if you're just normal? Yes. Then I have to figure out a way to not to become not normal. Why? What's wrong with just being normal? Because I my whole life has been spent around not normal, from homeschooling to coming to Turkey, to living in London, nothing about my life has been normal. So going to normal now, I don't know if I, I don't know if that would feel like, I feel like I've wasted your guys' time for from raising me. So if I just get a normal job at an insurance company or whatever, I feel like that would be a waste of my whole education, my whole life experience up until that point. Because what's what what's the point of everything you you guys have done if I just go and get not not anything wrong with it at all, but if I just go get an, a normal job, what happens then? That is that just it? After all those years, I just so are you saying you're motivated by a need to make us proud? Not no, not making you guys proud, but making myself feel like that. What? the experiment that you guys have been doing for the past 16 years that it worked. So let me tell you from our perspective it worked. So you're off the hook. It's not that simple. It's not it's not about no, you. So if you it's about as, me. as a thought experiment, let's just say you just decide to be a Uber driver. Okay, that's as normal as you can get. You download the app you just start driving your car around. And you just start driving your car around Istanbul. You would think you'd failed because you failed us, or I feel like I, I would feel like I'd failed myself. Not so much you guys. I feel like I would have failed myself. So you need to be the guy who created Uber, and not, not necessarily that. Like but that, just in this example, yeah. So you have a. Again, a spectrum from Uber driver to the creator of Uber to the creator of Uber. The barrier to entry to be an Uber driver is not that high. You have to have a background car. check and a car. And yeah, and a car, and and that's it. You download the app, and that's it. You're, you're on your way. And you could feed your family. And then on the other hand, you you're Travis Kalnick, whatever his name is, who created the actual Uber empire, and he's a billionaire and all that kind of stuff, and. You feel that you you need to be more Travis than yeah than the than the regular Uber driver than Tariq driving the Uber yeah yeah I think I don't think that I'd be happy at all in maybe for a little while but I don't think I'd be happy at all in a quote unquote normal job I don't think that would work for me I think it'd be a culmination of my life experiences the people I've been around the like, i've been around a lot of successful people and if i end up just doing a normal job as i said there's nothing wrong with that i feel like i would feel like i'm like a loser not that to, not that i'm not calling people to know i just feel like for me i would feel like a loser so there is a blink of an eye from now until you're technically supposed to be in the workforce yeah right? you're gonna blink your eye three times you'll be 21 and what exactly is going to happen from now until 21 because right now I'm in a lull. Right now, I feel like I'm in a lull. I'm waiting for, I feel like I'm waiting for, you know, I feel like I'm going to find my calling 
in my three or four years of university. What? Why? Because I'm gonna get. I'm gonna. I'll be able to discover a field. Maybe I'll discover a field that I really enjoy, and from there, it'll open doors that I didn't know existed. You you mentioned a whole bunch of people, none of which found their calling in university because they had ideas that and maybe maybe i'll drop out of university but i don't know but i feel that i'll be able to discover a lot more especially about what i want to do in my life in college i'll find i'll find some subject that i'm interested in and in that subject i'll find a job that i really want to do that i think so you you think college is going to open those doors i don't think co- i think the people in college and the subjects what do you mean the professors the professors, the people, because a lot of my professors are not just professors. They're professors and they do other things as well. Some are political scientists who are always writing papers. You see, and- I think, I'm sorry to interrupt you, I think all of these people are successful not because of college, but in spite of college. What do you mean? All of the people that you're mentioning, yeah, none of them are successful because of college. It is in spite of college. You know, you can maybe argue that Mark Zuckerberg got his idea while in college by stealing it from the Winklevoss twins, right? So college had something to do with that. But and not it, college, it's just time and place. Yeah, and it, 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 it basically the idea was for him to find get a date, build a system that helps him get a date. But other than that, there seems to be something other than them being white, <laughs> that they have in common. And there's this drive driven by something, an unfulfilled need. I'm not sure. But to me, you don't you don't have that sense of urgency. Yeah, I don't think I do either. I'm not arguing with that at all. So if you, do, if you don't have that chromosome that they have in your personality, yet you want to be one of these people aren't you just setting yourself up for disappointment when you put it like that yeah i am but i think that something's gonna i i don't know what but i think see see something doesn't just happen and that's not the way it works you go out and you do things and you meet people and you hustle and even though i don't like that word hustle you're out in the world doing stuff and then something happens Something doesn't just happen. I know. That's what I that that everything you just said right there. That's what I think university is going to be. But uh, it's not. But why not? Uh, university is part of a small subset of stuff that's going to happen to you. You're going to go to university, and you're going to meet professors, and you're going to take tests, and you're going to want to try to pass the tests, and you're going to meet some interesting people, and that's it. That's university, and you're going to find people in university. And their whole goal in life is one thing. To graduate? To graduate and get what? A degree. For what purpose? To get a job. That's it. And what kind of job? Any job, white collar job, whatever. The quote unquote normal job. So you're about to enter a system that's meant to produce... Somebody who wants to go to a normal job. Yes, I can see how that's problematic. And so you can't wait for university for some magic to happen. The magic happens by being out there in the world, meeting interesting people, networking, meeting entrepreneurs, you know, and so college is going to be a part of your life, but it's not, there's no magic that's going to happen in college that's going to all of a sudden one day 
you're going to find an idea and it's going to become the next multi-billion dollar idea. So I guess I have to get out there then. I have to get, I have to meet people then. then. You just have to re-examine the story you're telling yourself, which is you can kind of wait and, you know, play. What are you playing these days? I don't know, Risk. Risk. Is that the game you're playing? No, I've been playing it. You haven't seen me play it. Okay, what's the other game I saw you play the other day? Minecraft. Okay, so you're you you're not you're not going to be that person you want to be. And by the way, I'm not trying to push you to be that person. Yeah, I know. I I'm think pushing when, myself. Yeah, you're pushing yourself and you don't become that person by just hanging out and waiting and telling yourself something's gonna happen in the future that's gonna result in some magic spark happening. These people are not were not waiting. They were that spark. They were their own spark. Yeah, and I just don't want you to be disappointed and living life disappointed because that's an unhappy place to be. Measuring yourself against a version of yourself that you're not willing to do the work to become. Mm -hmm. And what parents want is just for their kids to be happy and it's not just that if parent that's that's like a trope that most parents say they want to be proud of them they want you you th we want you to do big things but ultimately it's just to be happy really yeah um and your current thinking won't make you happy yeah because if, if you have i'd rather you be an uber driver sitting there happy-go-lucky, going home and spending time with your kids, and you're just happy than wishing for a future that you're not willing to put in the work and constantly saying, okay, the next thing is going to happen. All I have to do is this has to happen, and then that's going to happen. Right now it's going to be college, and then it'll be once I graduate college and enter the workforce, the spark will happen. I don't want to leave you just on this note where you're all of a sudden defeated and going to download the Uber app. and, <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. I want to actually give you some advice to help you along the way, which is something Tim Ferriss says. And he says you are the average of the five people you most spend time with or spend the most time with. You're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And I love that. And you need to think, who do you spend the most time with? And what are they driving you to do? And if you upgrade that to people who are driven in different walks of life, you don't just have to be driven to be uh, an entrepreneur. There are people who are driven to do many, many things. Down the street from us, there's a guy named Yassin that in the basement of a masjid is building some of the world's best bikes, a company called Soul Rider. And he is never going to be Elon Musk, but he is driven. And he is building amazing titanium bikes that are going all around Europe. And he's focused and he doesn't waste time. My recommendation for you is to think who are the five people you most spend time with. 
and are they driving you to just kind of when are we going to play video games together when are we going to eat or are they driven to do bigger and better and greater things so that's one practical thing you can do in your life right now and never ever wait for tomorrow that's tomorrow is a terrible mindset you know tomorrow or when i when i start college this is going to happen don't ever do that or okay. don't don't be one of the person says i'll start working out on monday and they'll never actually start working out yeah and that's everyone and no it's i want to get healthy then drop down and do 20 push-ups so those those are two things to think about okay Thank you, Baba. You're welcome, Yusuf.